Welcome back, one and all, to another episode of the Ideas Exchange podcast presented by InExpress. I am your host, Paul Castleberry, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things business, marketing, tech, entrepreneurship, being a franchisee or a franchisor, business ownership, anything that can, can fall in between all those different kind of categories. We touch on that here on this podcast. And my guest today is coming to us from the great white north, Canada, Mr. Steve Zeka. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, Paul. Yeah, likewise, man. Uh, you and I have been talking about this back and forth through some emails. We both got pretty amped up about jumping on and, and doing this episode. Uh, before we get into the topic, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, all the 411. Give us, give us the lowdown on you. Yeah, thanks so much. This is wonderful to be around and to talk to you about the things we're going to talk today about in in business for sure whenever there's uh, some sort of activity or action that uh, that i think is a good idea to put on on the air or in my customer's mind i always take action myself so i remember i reached out to you and said paul i got some great ideas for the show and uh, i'd love you to consider these opportunities and, and then you think hey would you like to be on the show absolutely so i'm yeah. glad that uh, that that seed that was planted turned into something and, yeah. and happy to be here just so so everybody here knows where I'm coming from, the Great White North, like you said, in Express in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. My family owns the license for this region per se, and we've been doing it for five years. I started off with just myself and my father. We now have a team of five, a couple sales reps, a sales team, an administrator, and a president, more or less. Um, in my spare time, I, I'm athletic, I'm active, I'm, I'm very disciplined in my mental and physical health, uh, I enjoy following sports, music, entertainment, different things like that. So my, my true and ultimate passion, I would say, is sports uh, and uh, and freight and logistics. It's not freight and logistics, but I'll just say that for the, <laughs> <laughs> the purpose of the show. Yeah, no, that was great. I can attest to your athleticism and being active. Uh, you were here in the States not long ago uh, for one of the conventions we hold here. And I watched Steve hop on an electric scooter with golf clubs strapped to his back <laughs> to go and play some golf. And I thought it was the coolest thing you'd ever saw in the world. So we don't okay. necessarily have those very, very often in Canada. Many cities don't really have them for obvious reasons. Yeah. So I take advantage of that whenever I could in the U S yeah. well, you did good, man. <laughs> as far as the topic for today, uh, we're talking about networking and business ownership, how those two kind of align and right out of the gate, I got to be honest, networking, it's one of the hardest things for me personally to do. It's it's a very it's it's kind of a roadblock for me in my career, and I think that might be for some other people as well. It's kind of a hard task for them to tackle. So maybe we can start there. Talk about networking a little bit, and we'll bleed it over into business ownership and how the bring how the two kind of melt together. So knee jerk reaction, networking. What's your first thoughts when when we talk about that? Well, networking and business go hand in hand. And now let me preface this by saying I don't really have that extensive of a background in business. I did not study in business in university. I actually have a phys ed degree in university. I didn't have any freight experience and I didn't necessarily have any uh, small business ownership or sales experience when I started. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had to figure it out pretty quickly and pretty quickly it didn't really happen. So I, I had all these methodologies that I would use in order to uh, build clientele, to build relationships, to find different people to connect with. And networking was one of the automatic things that I thought would be great. And I, I do a pretty good job, if I say so myself, getting really uncomfortable in different <laughs> environments and settings. And you have to when you're in this uh, industry, in this environment, especially when you're inexperienced. So I, I went on all the 
the websites that I could find in terms of chambers of commerce, mm -hmm. uh, small business networking groups, you know, big groups like EO, entrepreneurs organizations, even ones I'd reach out to that I would have no business qualifying for. I would <laughs> take that, uh, that activity upon myself to see if I could get involved with certain people. And fortunately enough, there's a lot of great people in the business world that are willing to maybe take you on as like a mentee when it comes to uh, being a business owner and being new at it. So that's kind of where I started when it came to connecting with business owners, networking, going to events and luncheons and a variety of different events that I think most people don't uh, utilize enough of. Yeah. So you're, what I'm hearing you say is you didn't, you didn't come out swinging networking right away. It was more so of you jumping into the business ownership aspect of it. Uh, and being involved with the business ownership and networking from there. Yeah. The, the, absolutely. The more and more that I, I think about it and the longer that I'm in business, uh, this is very cliche for me to say, and most people would agree that business is just about building relationships. Mm, like yeah. everything comes as a result of that. So you just have to do everything you can to build as many relationships in a good and healthy and strong way as possible. So yeah, start with a little bit of research, figure out where you want to go, but just jump right in head first and, and take a chance on these different groups that are available out there because it's not as scary as you think. It definitely is when you start, but you, you start to meet people and you learn what different people are about, how, how willing the business community is to help new mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, especially when they see a drive and a grind within your spirit. They, they really want to see you succeed. So I got connected up with lots of organizations that saw potential in me, even when I didn't even see potential in myself to start. And, yeah. and that's what really kickstarted my career with, uh, within express. That's, that's awesome, man. Now, as you, as you moved more into business ownership, did you find it kind of hard to navigate, um, the networking aspect and it be genuine? Do you know what I mean? Like some people look mm -hmm. at networking as, Oh, I'm just coming off as being disingenuine and mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make the connections so I can get the dollars. It, how do how do you navigate that? What's your thoughts there? Well, I think it is it is very true and it's relevant and it's important to realize that when you start networking and when you do this, you have a purpose. And mm -hmm. typically a lot of people's purpose, I would say, is not one that's very productive off the bat because most people go into these opportunities that they find with the intention of finding business and finding ways to build revenue. And, and I don't think that's the most effective manner. I, I believe that that'll come as long as you put the effort in to build those relationships to show that you care about other people and take an interest in them and their business and the group instead of just being in it for yourself. So I will be the first one to admit that that was my purpose when I started. <laughs> I was like, these are great opportunities to meet people who will eventually ship with my company. Yeah. And it didn't happen. So hmm. if you can get past the opportunity, not the opportunity, but the idea that you're going to go in and hit it out of the park right away, then you'll probably be a lot better off. It's very difficult to navigate around that though, because everything you do when you start, you just want to, you want to do really intensely and with high energy, but it doesn't, it's not the reality. Yeah. So it is, it is challenging Yeah, uh, to, to manage that for sure. So business ownership you're networking to just kind of build yourself professionally and the business a little bit, not necessarily to get business, but we're networking to just kind of make those connections to kind of fill in the gaps of where, where we might be missing on some skill sets or, or something yeah. like that. Right. Absolutely. There's a lot of groups you can join that focus predominantly just on that. You don't necessarily join a networking group or go to an event 
to find business. You go to learn and grow and build skills. My business partner, Matt, and I talk about this all the time. We, the, the best thing we get from these events and these initiatives we take a part of is we learn from the mistakes of others mm-hmm. or you learn how to manage a certain situation that others can relate to to avoid maybe losing a lot of money in the future or yeah. some sort of you know, damaging, earth-shattering mistake that you might make. Somebody's already made it, likely, and written a book yeah. about it or experience that so they can guide and educate you how to not go down that path. There's, there's always something to be said about uh, making mistakes yourself and learning from them as well. But mm-hmm. if you can avoid some of these ones that are out there that people have experienced in the same industry or the same type of business that you're in, why not take advantage of that? Yeah, you can avoid the been there, done that, and got the t-shirt kind of a scenario, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so when you're when you're trying to find these different groups, these networking groups, what do you look out for? What, what's your criteria? What, what do you keep uh, on the horizon for the which ones you want to join and be a part of? Well, I'll tell you some that I'm involved with and what types of groups are around specifically here in my my region here that I'm in in Winnipeg and in Canada. Um, I'm a big fan of finding groups for things that I'm passionate about. You know, for example, sports I'm passionate about, so I find networking groups of people that are all interested in different sports or different activities that I'm related to specifically here in Winnipeg. I'm part of the squash racket club. There's a lot of interesting people that are involved there that have the same passion of squash racket sports, uh, high level business ownership connection chess. There's a chess club there as well too. Um, so I, I enjoy and I appreciate that. So that's passion is definitely one to look out for. I would also mm. say assess what sort of skills you have and what sort of skills you want to attain. For example, my opinion of a good person in business is someone who can speak well and present in an effective manner with their message. So a natural opportunity that would come out of that would be Toastmasters. Mm, I joined the Toastmasters group right when I came back to Canada and started with InExpress because I thought I really need to get good at influencing people with my message and not talking so much and learning how to ask great questions, listen, listen and share stories with them in order to move to that next step. And then there's chamber of commerces that you can join groups with that have events and luncheons. There's political groups. I've taken an interest in politics these days. Those are helpful sometimes in business, but those can also be very dangerous as well. You could be toxic if you're not careful, right? Yeah, yeah. so tread carefully. And then special interest groups and and really attack verticals that you might be interested in for business. So a, a wide variety of our business focuses on sports, entertainment, music, uh, and whatnot. So Matt and I are very focused on that. So are Heather and Tom in our business. So we focus on those verticals. We find businesses that are in that those verticals, see what types of groups that they're involved with and what sort of opportunities that we can attend with them and kind of squeak our way in there. I definitely ask to do a lot of these things. And I know there's there's a fine line between asking to be involved in a group mm-hmm. or going to an event and being invited. I, I truly believe in the former where you want to be the squeaky wheel because that's the one that's going to be the oil, get the oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to be careful. So there, there definitely is an arch and a craft when it comes to networking properly and professionally and not being that you know MLM salesperson who wants mm. to just sell people their, their product all the time. It's, it's touch and go. I can't tell you how many gas stations I've been at where someone just approaches me with friendly <laughs> conversation. And it turns into a, uh, hey, we got a meetup. You should come. And then next thing I know, it's a, 
it's an MLM pitch meeting, right? So yeah, and there's nothing wrong with those types of groups for sure. It's just you can pick them out and sniff them out from a mile away. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're great businesses, but you know what their intentions are. And anybody yeah. coming to groups, you know, for the sole purpose of selling you their product or their service, I don't think is necessarily the right fit. It's not ones that I appreciate going to the most. The ones that I like to go to are the ones that are really focused on development and engagement and meeting cool people. And eventually I would say that's where doors open for yeah. business when you're not pushing it in their face right off the bat. So doors opening for your business, how has it, how has, a, you know, attending or being a part of these groups or networking in this fashion, how's that translated over into your business and being a business owner? Well, I'm a big believer in, in face to face. So the last two to three years has been really tough because we haven't been able to do as much of that. Mm -hmm. Obviously you being in the States, me being in Canada, we're not able to see each other face to face often only when yeah. I come down there or when you come up here. But when you show up, that's the first step to building credibility and building relationships. So being with people, shaking their hands, communicating with them in person, it's a whole nother level. So you build credibility, you, you build respect through people, people respect you, you respect them. It's all part of building that relationship that allows you to be known in your city or in your area of yeah. focus, right? Like for me, I a lot of people know me as their shipping guy because I'm there. I'm with them. I go to events. I see who they are. I shake their hand. I kiss. I kiss babies. You know, I do. The whole, the whole <laughs> Tell gamut. me you sign autographs too. Do you do that too? <laughs> I've done that a few times as well. No, not necessarily for this. That's for other things. <laughs> ah, okay. No, that's cool, man. So what are some of the things you got to be careful with when you're networking and, and melting in your business and, and kind of marrying those two things together? What are some of the waters you got to navigate and watch out for when you've been doing this? I guess being too excited and then spilling your candy in the lobby. That's a famous phrase that one of my mentors within express used to always tell me about Ken Brockbank. Um, don't be too quick necessarily to jump to a business card or a business conversation about what you do, I would say that's probably one of the most dangerous things because honestly, people don't really care about you. They care about themselves more mm -hmm. and now you can help them. So I never necessarily go in off the bat, you know, spewing jargon about uh, Inexpress or about logistics or freight or why the network is so crazy at the moment uh, or the supply chain, et cetera. It's, it's usually pretty lighthearted. So that's something to avoid. Um, that's the main one that comes to mind. I'm sure there's other that I'll come to off the top of my head as we yeah, well. Yeah, well, it, it spurred a thought. I remember, you know, uh, I mentioned the convention here not long ago when you came down and, and we're in the States. And I definitely got that sense that you're that kind of guy that, uh, you know, you, it's just, it's jovial at the start. You're just catching up and, and getting to know somebody. And that's probably one of the biggest key takeaways I took from that is be genuine in the conversation, right? I think For everybody sure. can sense when you're not being genuine. Right. Um, so how do you sprinkle in the business then on, on top of that? Is it, uh, do, do you use those as a sales approach or, or what, how do you transition into, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a business owner and, yeah. and bring that into the conversation. I feel like if you do it well and you, and you have a good discussion with someone just on a basic level, it'll obviously come up. Oh, what do you do? What, what do you do for work? What's your passions? What's your interest? What do you spend most of your time doing throughout yeah. the day? And then you can tell them a little bit about it. And I would, I would tend to think that you want to guide people to be inter more interested in what you do instead of telling them. It comes down to that mm. whole sales approach that I have where, you know, telling is not selling, mm. right? Uh, 
what my focus on everything I do in business is, is kind of a threefold method. You want to ask them really good questions and, and, and listen to what they have to say and share stories. And I think if you do that well enough, it'll spark interest in them about you. And it'll yeah. spark interest in them about, about, or interest in myself about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A street of yeah. interest. And then the conversation will flow naturally. So little tidbits about the industry based off of conversation that's already been had is probably the best way to go about conversing with somebody new at a networking event. People don't really care about the, the, the nooks and crannies and ins and outs of your industry and your business uh, mm -hmm. until you kind of show them that you care about them. Comes yeah. down to that saying. People yeah. don't care what you know until they know that you care. Mm -hmm. And that's very true for networking and events and connecting with different uh, individuals through these opportunities. I'm sure you've had run-ins where it's been a bad deal. It's been a bad two-way street, right? No, don't yeah. have to go into details of that. But how do we navigate that? I mean, you you come into it, you start out, you think it's going to be a good working relationship there. You've kind of built that road, right? And you're starting to go down it. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is starting to get rocky and bumpy. What, what do we do there? How do we navigate that? You know, I don't think any relationship or any um, events ever going to be perfect where you can avoid that. I think you're going to have really great conversations and you're going to have not so good ones that you're not interested in continuing. And there's some body language or there's some things you could do or say that that would uh, that would veer around that for sure. I think it's important to give everybody that wants to talk to you or, or that you want to talk to, you know, a little bit of time, at least. Mm -hmm. And if it's not the right fit, I, I'm honestly a big fan of just being blunt, you know, say I got to go do something else or <laughs> dinner starting or, or, yeah. or there's uh, other people you want to see, maybe you go veer off and check out some booths or something like that. So, I, you know, I think it's important to be kind and be polite to people at these events, but it's also important to be honest about yeah. the purpose and the reason why you were there so that you're not wasting your time and you're not wasting their time. So yeah. that's, uh, there's tactics and methodologies to do that properly. I would say some, some people are going to think that you're just not that nice of a person. So be it. Not everybody's going to like you. Um, you have to get that past your head. So. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to jump on an electric scooter with some golf clubs and go <laughs> golfing. <laughs> it all comes back to that idea of getting uncomfortable being, getting yeah. comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, you I know, think that sometimes it's going to be the relationship will be weird and uncomfortable and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I think that uh, that's hard for a lot of people. I know I've been in those situations myself and got to get used to it. It's definitely a skill set yeah. you got to you got to build up. Well, Steve, we're, we're coming up on the end of our time here. I, any kind of closing thoughts you want to throw out there when it comes to networking and being a business owner and how those two kind of go hand yeah. in hand? I would say it's really important to consider the fact that these events are effective at building relationships and finding referrals for both sides, right? For yourself, mm. for your business, and for the others that you connect with. Matt and I always talk about the fact that we're in the business of connecting people mm. together. And we love doing that. So, you know, passing referrals, giving referrals, uh, having an, an open opportunity to share referrals and then how to act on those referrals and be professional about them is another skill that I'm sure that you'll get into on another episode. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's probably the best part of these events is that it doesn't even have to be business. It could be something to do with life. You never know who you're going to meet and who you're going to run into and what they have to offer and what you can offer them. Mm. So just go in with an open book, do more, find wacky and weird different things to go into and 
and do your best to keep a smile on your face and enjoy the experience and just be yourself. I like that. I like that. It's cool to think about that you might have a customer that could then help another one of your customers. And there's like a kind of that relationship going on the back end there. That's, that's pretty cool to think about. It happens all the time. That's awesome, man. Well, Steve, this has been great. I always love ending these with a random question. And you talked about sports. You're an athletic guy. Favorite sport to play? Man, that's a tough question right now because I have three sports that I play regularly that are kind of niche and a little bit different. And they're the three that I'm going to mention three. Okay. Go for it. So currently, I, uh, I've started training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which I really enjoy, which is a really cool, fun uh, talent or skill to obtain. You never know when you're going to need it. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. So that's number one. I, I play a ton of squash at the okay. Winnipeg Squash Racket Club. That's a wonderful place. They got the best place to do business, being the steam room, which is wonderful. It's the best in the entire <laughs> city, in my opinion. Uh, they got a gym and there's a good lounge and we connect and do a bunch of things. And then the last one that I'm involved with that most people don't know or don't understand is Australian football. So I play with the Canadian men's national team. And this is not rugby. It's a different sport. I would challenge the viewers or listeners of this episode to search up on YouTube what is AFL or the Australian Football League. And that's one that I really like to. I'm going to have to do that and report back to you on what my findings. So thank you for that. <laughs> Steve, man, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here, sharing your experiences, your knowledge with us. And yeah, just I found it very insightful. I think our listeners will. I hope they will. I thought it was great. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I look forward to doing this maybe again in the future and talking about another topic that I'm passionate about. I think there will be a part two. We'll look forward to it. Thank you so much, Steve. Take care. You as well, Paul. Cheers. so much for listening to the Ideas Exchange podcast presented by InExpress. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to show us some love and support, please share it out with others on social media or leave us a rating and review. If you want to know more about what InExpress is, visit InExpress.com to find out what they do and how they can help you in your business. That's I-N-X-P-R-E-S-S.com. Thank you so much and we will catch you in the next episode.